0: What's up, all you movie lovers? It's been far too long. Two and a half months. We've missed it. We
1: haven't been to the theaters in two and a half months.
0: Two and a half months. No movie theater popcorn. No recliner seats. No $5 M&Ms. I miss it. I really miss blowing like $32 every week just at the movie theater.
1: Actually, we didn't because we were movie club members. Oh yeah, 20% off. Unless we went and got Chick-fil-A before. Cinemark hit us up anyway this is the by the heart podcast we're glad you're here
0: we have uh, an array of categories where we show the gospel themes in movies and in art we believe that the gospel permeates every piece of art and also we have a new category where we try to uh win some movie trivia
1: yeah we hope you enjoy that and hope it actually sparks some thoughts in your head check it out the gospel is that a man named jesus born in nazareth of a virgin named mary came to this world to preach, teach, and be the ultimate perfect sacrifice for our sins and lead us into a new relationship with God. We're back here on By the Heart Podcast, where we discuss movies, art, and what we love about the things within them and how the themes of the gospel are always within the mo- in movies. As always, I'm here with my co-host, Al. Al, what's going on? How you doing? First official podcast since you got married i'm a married man we had a really enjoyable wedding for alex and melissa the other week week and a half ago at this point about a week
0: and a half ago week and
1: a half ago it was small because of corona we couldn't they couldn't invite a lot of people i don't know why i was gonna say we as if i it was my wedding sean is uh
0: he was the head the the head of the uh, invite list yes it was uh, part of the planning committee uh, the party planning committee, uh, with you and Ryan and uh,
1: <laughs> Angela and Angela, Phyllis. Angela and Phyllis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that committee. Hopefully, it's a good party, not a lunch party. <laughs> lunch party, Kevin. How's that going to work? <laughs> I think it was Phyllis that threw the lunch party. Oh, was it Phyllis? Yeah, she forgot to print the U.
0: Yeah, but then Kevin said, "Oh, you could just oh, you could change the A to a U. Oh, a lunch. It was a lunch. Oh, party. Oh, it was lunch party. Turn it into lunch ah, party. That's what it was."
1: We digress. So anyways, uh, Alan and Mel are now married, and we're hanging out at their house right now where they live because they're married. We're married. Yeah. I think they're enjoying marriage so far for a week and a half. It's the best week and a half
0: of my life, if I do say <laughs> so myself.
1: That's good. I'm glad that's off to a good start. Melissa,
0: is it the best week and a half of your life?
1: She said yes. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that picks that up. Uh, I really hope so. So anyways, we're back here. We're doing another podcast. We did, uh, we did release the second Harry Potter, which is Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. Uh, Moaning Myrtle. Yeah. But technically, we did pre-record that for all of you people out there who are listening, all uh, 700 of our listeners so far.
0: We're uh, 800 a week is what we're at right now. Oh, wow. We bumped up a little bit uh-huh. there. Wow. Thank, um, thank all 800 of you guys.
1: <laughs> so anyways, we're back this week. And as you guys can read, we are doing Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark.
0: Actually, they're going to read, and they're only going to read, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because the original title of this movie has nothing to do with the name Indiana Jones. Oh my gosh. You don't even know his name's Indiana Jones until Marion calls him
1: Indiana Jones. Yeah, wow. So this movie's called Raiders of the Lost Ark. What's it about? In 1936, archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones is hired by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant before Adolf Hitler's... Nazis can obtain its awesome powers. Uh, Sean and I, the whole movie, were like, wait, why is Hitler alive? Yeah.
0: We couldn't figure it out. And then uh, I looked it up. Turns out the movie's set in 1936, not
1: 1981. Yeah. Yeah, Hitler's still running around. I thought for sure this was like the 80s or 70s. I really did. It
0: was like alternate universe where Hitler won. And it was like, wait, why is Hitler trying to find the Ark? I I'm not really sure what was going on there. Hold
1: on, now that I think about it, because he's he is a teacher, professor, or something. Yeah. Were there bells in 1936? Was or the bell systems in schools a thing? I think we found out, Melissa and I did, as we
0: watched Harry Potter, uh, the the Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with bells. Uh, umbrellas weren't invented until like the late 20s. What? People literally walked around in the rain.
1: Did they just use newspapers?
0: I don't know what they did. Wow, that's it. How did you learn that? Uh, because the magicians, those who had magic, the witches and wizards, I should say, they used their wands as umbrellas and nobody else was. And it was like hmm. uh, the nomad, for those of you who've ever seen Fantastic Beasts, um, he was so confused, like, what's this? So it turns out there wasn't umbrellas. Interesting. So you Googled it? We
1: Googled it. Oh, okay. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Legitimately. So that's how you found out. Yeah, I have no idea about bells, but okay.
1: Well, if somebody uh, was around in 1936 as a teenager and went to middle school, high school, please uh, go ahead and let us know. That'd be great.
0: My grandpa just turned 98.
1: Maybe he so would know. In 1936, he was, I think
0: he was uh, 14. He was in high school.
1: You got to hit him up. I'll text him. Okay, cool. So before we dive into this movie, I want to ask you, Al, what is your favorite Harrison line, Harrison Ford line, in any movie?
0: My favorite one or the best one?
1: Uh, both.
0: Okay. Well, I think both are the same. Yeah, I think there's the My favorite us. and his best line is definitely in Empire Strikes Back when Han Solo is about to be um, frozen in time and Princess Leia says, Han, I love you. And his response is, I know.
1: That's a really good one. It's probably his best one.
0: That's a, that's a great What's yours?
1: Okay, in the movie The Fugitive, where <laughs> Harrison Ford is framed for killing his wife by a one-armed man. <laughs> I didn't know what that was for the longest time, but I knew the one-armed man was something because I loved Jim Carrey's The Mask. Somebody stop me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, Harrison Ford is in this like sewer drain or whatever. No, he's in the Hoover Dam or something. I don't know. It's a really big dam. As we find out like two minutes later, it jumps off. It's got to be the Hoover Dam. And Tommy Lee Jones has a gun pointed at him. And Harrison Ford says, I didn't kill my wife. (laughs) And Tommy Lee Jones says, I don't care. I I think it's just such a funny line. Because legitimately a one-armed man killed Harrison Ford's wife. In real life,
0: or...? No, no, no.
1: (laughs) No, uh, didn't kill Harrison Ford's real wife. Whatever Harrison Ford plays, or whoever he plays in that movie. The Fugitive Wife. The Fugitive Wife, yes. Gotcha. Okay. So we're going to dive into our character study.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold the phone. You got more? Oh. This is a Steven Spielberg movie. Oh. And I want to give you Spielberg's run. Okay. All right. Steven Spielberg's the goat, right? Definitely.
1: I would think so. Uh, Christopher Nolan's the first person that always comes to my mind.
0: Christopher Nolan. Uh, who Our generation. It's Christopher Nolan. It's um, Christopher Nolan. <laughs> ben Affleck. Ben <laughs> I don't know. Casey Affleck. My boy's wicked smart. All of the uh, Avenger movies. Whoever directed those. Uh, Taika Waititi. Um, <laughs> Mark, a... I mean, Scorsese, obviously. The
1: Avengers one was a joke, by the way. Oh. Um, I do love them, but they're not that good. Let's, no, I, let's I think, take it easy.
0: I think that when I think of the goat, usually I think of Christopher Nolan, but Spielberg's from a different time. and yeah. I, I went through Spielberg's movie movies. All right run through it. I've got uh, 11 of them for you. Okay. Well, actually more. He did all the Indiana Jones, Schindler's List, ET, Saving Private Ryan, Lincoln. Catch me if you can terminal, War of the Worlds, Jaws,
1: Jurassic Park, and Warhorse. <laughs> Warhorse always making a way back onto the pod.
0: Warhorse has his, it's got a,
1: he's got a way. All right diving into the character study, the gospel, the uh, defining gospel theme moments in the movie. we really only have one person in this movie. There's only one main character and in my opinion, All the other sub characters are just there to amplify the main character.
0: I think I realized that Harrison Ford kind of isn't a great actor when it comes to like having a voice and speaking and he's no Daniel Day Lewis. No, no. But man, he's a dreamboat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he is. He was a stud.
0: All he really needed was like Tom Hardy's traps. Yeah, exactly. And it was over. Game it was, over. It was over. Yeah. But he's definitely the only main character. Wait, game over for who? Uh, Marion. <laughs> and those Nazis got their faces melted yeah, off. Yeah. So, Indiana Jones, what
1: I, do you got? I think he's this. I mean, he plays an intelligent, sharp, sophisticated professor or teacher. I think he's a professor that has true passion for historical findings, and he likes women half his age. Unless maybe they're students and they write love you on their eyelids.
0: Wait, did that happen?
1: Yeah, she wrote love you on her eyelids and she closed her eyes and he did like a triple take to th- <laughs> figure out what sh- she did.
0: I think uh, what aged the worst is Indiana Jones's love for women half his age.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really it's only Marion in this, but... She said 10 years ago and she looks like she might be 25 at this point. I had
0: the second she said 10 years ago I looked up on IMDb. I think she was born in 1951. So she was 30. So 10 years ago she was 20, but
1: technically she was 18.
0: <laughs> it was it's still very awkward.
1: Yeah, and he's supposed to be like a older sophisticated professor.
0: Yeah. Not really sure about that Sounds one. Sounds
1: like something an older sophisticated professor might do. Yep definitely
0: (laughs) so um for indiana jones for me i i think that his gospel theme moment um is that his only purpose to go after the ark of the covenant was because he had a taste a taste uh for adventure and a taste for wonder i'm actually not really sure why he would go besides that like they're just like hey hitler's gonna get this ark of the covenant and the ark of the covenant's gonna give him power so you need to stop him And he wasn't like, yeah,
1: I'm an American, sign me up. No, no, he he was like, oh, adventure, I get to go check this out. Let's do it.
0: And I think that's a gospel theme moment because um, a lot of Christians, Sean and I probably have had our own bouts with this. Like, We search for adventure, and we search for um, purpose, we search for uh, wonder, and we think that those are the fulfilling fruits of the Spirit. Uh, When really the fruit of the Spirit is... Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. To live where you're at and live there joyfully is what it actually means to be a Christian who gets it. Um, A lot of times Christians who are searching still, they try to find some sort of adventure for a spiritual high so they can make it to the next week. And that's not a sustainable way of life.
1: Mm -mm, No. And there is adventure in just being content in who Christ has you to be at this moment. There is. And it'll find you.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree with that.
1: Um but yeah, that's our that's what I have for our character study. I don't have anything else. There's nobody else.
0: I think the side characters actually draw out the most important and most main theme, like when it comes to gospel themes for the movie, which is the Nazis are trying to find and wield the power of the Ark of the Covenant. They think that If they get the Ark of the Covenant, they can have the power of God and they'll be able to destroy, you know, every country they want to go through. Um, Which, the reason that's a gospel theme is because they're trying to wield the power of God for their own gain and it leads to their death. Um, That's actually going to be my think as well. Like, what does it look like when you're trying to use God's power for yourself or God's power for your gain or God's power... So that you can have power. I mean, how many men and women in history have used the Bible out of context to um, put put their thumb on another people group or on another person? Um, how many people have used God's quote-unquote power so that their purpose, and Sean's talked about it a lot, their agendas um, could be fulfilled? That's not what it means to follow God. That's not what it means to... Be a gospel-centered person. Uh, that's what. That's probably something that is led by Satan. If we're being really truthful.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, we'll get back. We'll get down to that uh, in a little bit. Indiana Jones is just a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nostalgic.
1: It's a really fun movie. It's a just a great adventure movie. Yeah. <laughs> Strap your seatbelt in and get ready for some hilarious lines, some hilarious adventure, and some definitely unbelievable. And definitely American film-written drama. <laughs> Sean seemed really excited that it's a really fun movie. Yeah, it's really fun. It's so fun. Guys. Okay, we've got a new... Moving on, we've got a new category. We're going to... Alan Mel got married, and on their wedding registry, amongst some other funny things, was board games. And one of the board games that was purchased for them was called Blockbuster. Some of you may have played it. I have not.
0: So we're going to do a little variation of the game. Essentially, we have these head-to-head cards, and we're going to flip them over. Uh, We'll just do one per podcast, and it's going to give a prompt, and I'll give you an example. This one says, Movies with a Baby. And then Sean and I are going to go back and forth until someone can't name one, Movies with a Baby, and we're going to see who can do the most, because we're both self-proclaimed movie connoisseurs. Oof. So let's see who's got the skills. Are we?
1: I think so. Can we take that back now?
0: Um, Well, we won't do movies with a baby. Okay. So we're going to do that. And uh, audience, I want you guys to try to do it as well. Yeah. All right, here we go. This is uh, unproduced. This is uncut. I'm not sure what we're going to pull. Coming at you. Are you going first or me? Me. All right. Movies with Tom Cruise. Oh, no, I'm definitely losing. Mission Impossible oh wait i forgot to tell you you can't do sequels dang it oblivion
1: uh jack reacher edge of tomorrow um um top gun jerry Maguire, um (laughs) jack reacher 2 (laughs) (laughs) rain man (laughs) um you you can't can't do sequels I, i can't think of the one with jack nicholson says you can't handle the truth as Good As It Gets. As Wait, no. He's uh, not in that one? That's what Jack As Wilson Good is. As It No, not As Good As It Gets. <laughs> a Few Good Men. A, a Few, few Good, good Men. Dang it. Uh, Tom Cruise movies. How can I only come up with four or three? He's been in 700. All right, we'll try another one. What's the one where he's got a fake butt?
0: <laughs> Wait, he's got a fake butt in yeah, movie? Yeah, go- Google
1: Tom Cruise fake butt, and there's a movie where he's in an explosion. I think it's Valkyrie. Oh. He, there's an explosion. Oh, yeah, yeah it is Valkyrie. And he, like, gets, like... Rolled over from an explosion, and for some reason his butt is just unnecessarily like large, and it's (laughs) like that looks like a like a woman's butt, not a man's. He was also in Tropic Thunder. Was he? Oh, he was. That's right.
0: All right, we're gonna try one more. Okay. I know I said we were only gonna do one, but this is unproduced, uncut.
1: We're doing it. Here
0: we go. Movies with a dog. Marley and Me.
1: Isle of Dogs. Uh, my dog Skip. Cujo uh 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 that one that one with dennis quaid (laughs) uh a dog's life i don't know i haven't i got nothing all right
0: you got that one
1: okay rubber match all right last one
0: here we go movies with a long journey everest lion
1: one- Stand by me. <laughs> I'm starting to think of the name of that movie the whole time.
0: A long journey. Uh, saving Private Ryan. The way back. Um, I, King- don't even, I don't even know if that's a movie, I just made it up. <laughs> Kings <some> of Summer. <laughs> so you guys get the gist. Uh, we'll we'll come we'll come back with uh, several more prompts over the next few years uh, <laughs> as we continue our, our podcast. Yeah. Something fun, something fun to do. We yeah, need, We need to sharpen our skills a little bit.
1: Okay, back to one that's going to leave me, be a little bit sharper is, is this movie better with Boston accents? Ooh,
0: category number three. Mm. We have to get in the zone. You guys know how we get in the zone. Casey Affleck, mm. my boy's wicked smart. Yeah. My boy's wicked smart.
1: You can't do this to me. <laughs> I'm an American. What you got? Uh, it's... It's not the mileage. <laughs> it's not the years, honey. It's the <laughs> mileage.
0: Um so would this be better with Boston accents? I don't think so. I don't think so, no. Were the were there Boston accents in 1936?
1: Clearly. Yeah, I would imagine so.
0: Boston was around, so had to have been. How did
1: that accent? Hmm, interesting. I wonder how accents started.
0: Podcast number 47.
1: How oh. did how,
0: how did accents start? <laughs> All right, our next category are gospel-themed quotes. These are the quotes in the movie that remind us um, of gospel themes that point us either to Scripture, to Jesus, or remind us of uh, the ways that um, the world is, is flawed and broken. Yeah, Sean, you got one?
1: Yeah, actually, it's the uh, quote I just attempted in a Boston accent. But uh, Marion says, You're not the man I knew 10 years ago and Indiana responds it's not the years, honey. it's the mileage <laughs> and uh, I, I just think it's it's funny, but also it's like kind of physically yeah, that could be true but like I think more mental like mental strain, I think destroys a lot more things through fear, stress, anxiety. I think that takes a lot more toll than physical strain does that um, puts a lot more on you in mileage and I think people search their whole lives they know that I think it's it's 2020 we're searching all of that with mental health studies and all these new physical fitnesses and, and CrossFit is is the biggest thing ever and everyone's trying to be fit but in reality we still know people who are searching desperately for peace and yeah. joy and people are stressed they're anxious they're fearful and they're not living in faith and love because it's 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 not that hard but Maybe I don't know whether it is or isn't hard, but Jesus is is right there the entire time, and he always has been, and he's bringing peace right where you're at. And I think that's the hardest part is that you don't recognize that Jesus is right there.
0: Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. I actually thought you were going another way with that quote, which was, um, you know, I saw it on the on the bright side, which was like the mileage was the maturity. Like he's not who he used to be because. He's he's gone through life. He's persevered. Um, maybe that's not what Indiana was saying, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't. But um, the part of being a Christian is the more perseverance you go through, um, the more character is produced. I mean, that's the Bible. It says perseverance produces character, which produces hope. And um, we we shouldn't be who we were
1: ten years ago. That's kind of where I thought you were going, but no. But I mean, where you went was great. You can take it that way too. I think that's a really good spot to go because it's true. We, as Christians, we shouldn't be the same 10 years ago as we are now. We should be different. We should have grown. We should have continued to learn more about our identity. And it doesn't mean that it was all good. Maybe there's been some trial. Maybe there's been a few you know, setbacks, but it doesn't mean that we didn't learn more about our identity in Christ. That should be the, the goal is to learn more about our relationship with Christ and how God transforms us internally so we can make the gospel known externally.
0: Yeah, you said it. You said it so well. Like it's it's for your transformation. Yeah, and
1: I and I don't mean that like learning what that looks like internally to show people what that looks like externally by go preach on the corner. Like that's not what I mean. I don't not mean that. Maybe maybe God's calling you to that, but maybe it's just being a little more loving person, and maybe it's being a more patient person. And maybe it's being someone who can uh, think through things well. I mean, there's a handful of ways that God transforms us internally. And really, people are shocked at what that looks like. And then we can tell them why.
0: Yeah. No, that's so good. That's so good. Um, My quote is, Marion gets kidnapped. And she says, you can't do this to me. I'm an American. And I was like, "Ah." pretty pretty funny line. Pretty funny line. But then I got to thinking, Americans are pretty entitled. (laughs) And yeah. American Christians, like, I've had this conversation. American Christians think that it's their God-given right to be American. And, like, how old is America? 16 or what is it? 17? Seven, seven, <laughs>
1: 1776? It's 1776. i was shocked that I knew that. It threw me off.
0: 1609, I think, is when they, they landed in Jamestown. But mm. 1776 was when we gained the freedom. Uh, so, not even... You know, three hundred years. Um, wait, what? Did I lie?
1: I don't know. You're. The, I'm not good at math. You are
0: <laughs> three hundred plus seventeen. No, yeah, not even three hundred years. Um, and you know, Americans think that like to be an American is even more important to be Christian, and your freedoms that come with being American is even more important than you know dying for the name of Christ. And I, I just. I don't think that Christians are called, like, our main call isn't to be American or Canadian or Mexican or German. You know, we're, there's no longer a Jew or Gentile anymore in Christ. We're all one. And um, I just think that's a really important thing to remember. Like, nationalism leads to death.
1: Yeah, and I think um, there's good intentions with that, for sure. Like there's freedoms that we get, the fact that we get to do what we do on Sundays, you know, not during Corona, is a huge blessing. That's stuff that people have died for, and we sh- we don't take that lightly at all. Because I-, I love war movies, and most of them like make me either uh, at least at the minimum think, and most of them move me to some kind of tears. Yeah. Um, but I think as well, we got to look at what's going on in other countries. I mean, the Gospels thriving in other places where it's being persecuted. People are being persecuted to the point of death. Churches are being, I think I saw something that a church or churches in China were being blown up or, or deconstructed because they found out that the gospel was there and it's still thriving. So like we don't necessarily need all of the freedoms we have because it's the church. Like God's church isn't going to
0: stop. Yeah. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I think a really good test if your gospel is too Americanized is if your gospel doesn't work in third world countries, it's not the gospel Mm -hmm. and, uh, the name it and claim it, um, prosperity gospel that we're fighting today, even fighting probably in our own communities in some way. Um, that's anti gospel. And I don't know about, um, other people, but I'm going to fight the prosperity gospel with all that I have because it leads people down a path that is not free. Mm-mm. It leads people down a path that it's bondage.
1: Yeah. it sets up expectations that are almost impossible to fulfill. I don't, I don't yeah, I'm with you. And I, I think if you're listening and you, and you got a bad taste in your mouth about where we're coming from, I need you to know that like, we are completely aware of how good we have it. We yeah. are extremely aware of how good we have it. For sure. We have been unbelievably privileged to live here.
0: I'm going to do an impromptu recommendation. If you guys know who Preachers and Sneakers are, uh, it's, it's an Instagram account, but they have a they have a podcast. And um, one of the episodes is with a guy named Costi Hinn, Benny Hinn's um, nephew. He used to be a part of Benny Hinn's ministry, and he's got some pretty amazing things to say about the prosperity gospel. I would check that out. Uh, Costi Hinn on Preachers and Sneakers.
1: All right, we're gonna jump into our Jimmy V moments the moments that made you laugh, moments that made you think, and moments that made you cry. Honey, I know you love
0: me. I gotta get deeper voice. Honey, you gotta laugh, you gotta think, and you gotta cry, and you gotta hand me my whip. I hate snakes!
1: That is uh, by far my worst. I don't know. This podcast is either our best or worst. <laughs> it is nowhere in between.
0: No. Should I give him a taste of my bane? No. Okay. <laughs> Got to save what for when we're doing well.
1: All right, Al. What was your laugh?
0: My laugh of, of Raiders of the Lost Ark is um, that the filmography of 1981 is terrible. Yeah. Every skeleton screamed.
1: Yeah. Every skeleton that jumps no! out. Every time they, like, <laughs> jump onto the screen into Indiana or Marion's face, the skeletons scream. They have a scream. It's like they died with just one last scream, even though they have no skin. The really bad bones. sword
0: fights, uh, the <laughs> fact that in the the VHS slash in the movie theater, you could see the safety. You could see the cobra's reflection in the safety glass next to Indiana Jones. It was just 1981.
1: Yeah. My laugh is the, uh, the sword fight where it's like this guy dressed in all black, and he looks super official. He's got this big sword, and he starts swinging it and twirling it, and Indiana Jones just pulls out his gun and shoots him. It's pretty funny. (laughs)
0: That's actually a classic scene. You can find it on Twitter.
1: Whoa. All right, think. What made you think this movie?
0: You got any thinks? Because my think is my deepest point of the whole podcast. No, I don't
1: actually have a think.
0: My think goes back to uh, the main theme, which is God's power is meant to liberate instead of keep those in bondage. And... The Nazis are trying to get the Ark of the Covenant so that they can put people into bondage. Um, so I just I I was thinking about these questions to myself. Like, how do we how do we preach a gospel that frees that's a gospel that has to be based in scripture? It has to be a gospel that's based in Christ. It's a gospel that, that is Jesus died for everyone who believes, calls upon his name. It's the gospel that saves, the gospel that liberates. That's the true gospel, the gospel that um, actually destroys old sin and raises up new life. Um, it's not a gospel that enslaves us. And actually, Paul has something pretty powerful to say about this. He says, uh, if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel contrary to the one that we preach to you, let him be under a curse. Galatians 1.8. If there is a gospel that enslaves someone or gives someone power over others or any type of contrary gospel than the gospel of Jesus Christ that frees by faith alone, by grace alone, in Christ alone, then Paul says, let that man be accursed. That's a pretty dangerous slash powerful thing to think about. Um, That's really all I have. your gospel is not to put people into chains. It's to free them.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to add to that, my guy.
0: Alright, neither of us cried. This is not a crying <laughs> movie. There's no crying I think Unless I, you're
1: terrified of snakes.
0: I definitely laughed way more at the funny like bad filming yeah. than even came close to being emotional yeah. With tears. Yeah,
1: so let's dive into the By the Heart. This is uh, the By the Heart, what captured us about this movie. Um, I, I believe that the opening scene just kind of sets the adventure for the movie. It's an adventure movie. Such so an is, adventure movie. It's got mystery and thriller and action. And Harrison Ford is awesome. Which is why he kept getting a lot of roles that just made him look awesome. Because he just personifies it. And the only other thing I had about this was that uh, the humor aged so poorly. That it actually <laughs> kind of made it age better.
0: I think this was the best The best age for... Uh, what aged the best was the whips. Like I, this is the best age for whips as a weapon. Yeah, dude, just like Indiana could use that whip to to kill snakes. He used to it to lasso a, a Nazi.
1: Yeah, and then he also <laughs> used it to lasso a um, a tree thing,
0: <laughs> and so he could swing across. So he could
1: swing across a, a gap. Yeah, most,
0: most versatile tool in his belt, the whip. Yeah, the whip. My by the heart is it was just pure nostalgia, uh, for me. Pretty sure I watched all these movies with my dad. It's just like, yeah, it took me back to a time. Um maybe we'll see what happens when we when we listen or when we uh, uh watch uh The Last Crusade or Temple of Doom, but uh maybe the acting gets a little bit better. I don't
1: remember. I just remember loving these movies. Yeah, they're really fun. I love when Sean Connery comes into the third one. <laughs> yes, just all of a sudden, Dad? <laughs> oh, son indiana indiana jones all
0: right well that was by the heart podcast
1: (laughs) yeah thanks for hanging out with us remember that the gospel should free you from bondage and if it's not then it's not the gospel amen we'll catch you later next time with two of our favorite movies grudge match terminator salvation